Hello, everyone. Okay, we're trying out Zoom to record our podcast, so I'm not really sure exactly how this is going to go. On my screen, I look very large, larger than any video of me ever needs to be. Um, but here we are. So today, hi, how are you guys? Uh, this is Alicia from Your Way Weight Loss, and this is my Friday solo podcast. So every Friday, Jose or I come on, um, we alternate and we just talk about all the things. So today, Jose and I actually just recorded a bunch of podcasts and we did touch on hunger. And this seems to be a really hot topic. And this seems to be something that people really want to talk more about. So I thought I would do a solo episode on hunger and a little bit more specifically about what I've learned for myself throughout this journey. So uh, if you guys don't know, I don't know if you're a new listener, a little bit about me. I struggled with my relationship with food my entire life. I struggled with my relation, my um, weight, my entire adult life. It wasn't until I was 33, I am turning 40 um, this year, but it wasn't until I was 33 that I basically joined your way weight loss and finally lost the weight and kept it off. I was one of those people that had tried all the diets. Uh, I lost 70 pounds uh, in two years, took me two years to lose that 70 pounds. And I have been maintaining that weight loss plus or minus a little bit more plus um, a little bit um, over the last five years, let's say. So that's, that's me. That's my, it's my, that's my story. And I wanted to talk a little bit about hunger and how I perceive hunger, my relationship with hunger. So this was just using those words. Language is so important. So using the words relationship with hunger kind of sparks something for somebody. And I think some of us maybe didn't, it never even occurred to us that we have a relationship with hunger or that our relationship with hunger is a little stressed. So I want to share my, throughout my journey, throughout my weight loss, how I saw my relationship with hunger. So I have always been a person who has eaten quite nutrient dense homemade food. So part of my problem when it came to, at the end of the day, if you are someone that has excess fat on your body, if you're someone that wants to lose weight at the end of the day, how you, how did I get to where I was, was by consistently creating a calorie surplus. So how did I get to a point where I weighed 233 pounds? It was from quite literally a, a years of a calorie surplus got me to that point. That's what got me to that point. And then we can start to pinpoint if we really want to for people, where did their surplus come from? Well, a lot of mine, uh, you know, it could come from alcohol, could come from eating it out. It could come from processed food. At the end of the day, we all get to a point if we've gained weight over the years from a calorie surplus, that that weight, that, those calories came from somewhere. So my calories, a lot of them came from my portions. I was always someone that valued eating homemade nutrient dense food. Always. When I'm 160 pounds and when I was 230 pounds, I still had that same value of eating nutrient dense foods. I always have loved cooking. I think I, I hope I always will love cooking. Um, so that's always been a part of my life. So when I started to make a change, I didn't really have, now no one has to do anything, but when you start a diet, when you start trying to lose weight, we tend to switch our food to 
you know, the nutrient dense, the like good food, you know? And if you guys are not watching this podcast on YouTube, which you're probably not, I'm quotation marking. Okay. Cause we don't call that good food at your weight loss, but diet food, food, you know, whole food, clean food, all these labels that people have given food over the years. So I think so often that people, they want to lose weight. They're like, okay, I'm going to start eating more broccoli and chicken and blue. And I didn't have that shift because I was already doing that for the most part. Now, don't get me wrong. There was extras on top. There was sending my husband to the store when I'm hungover for chips and chocolate. Okay. There was extras. There's no question. There was hiding in my car, eating McDonald's. Um, there was that the, there was driving to the dollar store and buying seven chocolate bars and eating three in my car. There was all of that. Okay. But my day to day, my Monday to Friday, day to day, most of the food I consumed was made by me at my home. So I didn't have that drastic shift of what I was eating, but I had that drastic shift of how much I was eating. And with that shift, I started to get more and more in touch with my hunger. And I had this huge realization. I don't know when this happened. And and it wasn't, there's never one special moment, but I realized that I had been perceiving hunger as simply less full, not full. So I had spent so many years eating in such a surplus, eating such large portions of my meals that when I started to feel something physiological in my stomach, uh, I was recognizing as, as hunger. It was not hunger. It was simply my stomach not being full. And I share that with you guys because I've had, I've shared that in the past and I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say, oh my gosh, that's me. I have completely lost touch with my hunger. And I think this is very common for people who have dieted over the years because we've almost suppressed our hunger. Because when you're on a diet that has certain rules on certain amounts that you can eat, certain times that you can eat, you often have to be hungry in order to follow the diet or else you're cheating on your diet. So we've had experiences in the past where we were suppressing our hunger. I certainly had experiences like that when I was tracking my food in my fitness pal, there was times that I was hungry, but wouldn't eat because I'd already consumed all my calories. There was also times where I wasn't hungry, but I was eating because I had more calories. Also, I'm sure we've all had experiences where we're eating when we're not hungry, just because we think we should. Maybe you're on a diet that has you eating six times a day and you're like, oh my gosh, I already have to eat another meal. I'm not hungry, but you're eating because it's on your plan and your plan tells you that you need to eat. Now, there's also times in our lives where we eat when we're not hungry. There's certain times where you almost have to eat when you're not hungry. If you have a job that you don't have any flexibility when, when you can eat, maybe if you don't eat right now, you literally won't eat for seven hours. So you need to eat something when you're not hungry. And that's a whole different conversation. There's also times socially or, or where I'm just, I'm having an experience and I am 100% not hungry, but I am eating and that's also okay. But that's not my most of the time. Most of the time I am committed and man, this seems simple. You guys but it is not easy. I am committed most of the time to only eating when I'm hungry and to stopping before and to stop when I'm satisfied, not stuffed. If we only did that as a society, we would see a huge shift in weight, 
if we only did that. But however, that requires us to be really in touch with our hunger. So my first question, as you guys are listening to this is, do you think you are someone that is in touch with their hunger? Or do you, are you someone who thinks that they've completely lost touch with their hunger, whether it's years of eating past hunger, whether it's years of suppressing your hunger because of diet, maybe you just have never really paid attention to your hunger. Do you have a good relationship with hunger? Do you sometimes panic when you're hungry? And I think sometimes we panic when we're hungry because we've had experiences where when we got hungry, we were not able to eat. If we were eating, we were breaking our diet. Now I do see, um, I asked my followers on Instagram, um, or your weight loss, Instagram, whatever about hunger and why you panic when you're hungry. And a lot of you shared to me that because hunger is often a trigger to overeating. So you almost fear hunger because when you get hungry, you overeat. Now I would challenge you and to say that I think probably if you're getting hangry that you're overeating, but hunger hunger isn't often a a trigger for overeating for most of us, but hanger is. So again, maybe it's not that hunger makes you overeat, it's hanger, but you've lost touch with your hungry scale. So I always eat before I get hangry. I know I can feel it. Even guys, team no rules over here, even if it's 4 p.m. And I know I'm going to eat supper at 5 p.m. But if I'm hungry, actually hungry at 4 p.m., I will eat something so that I do not go into dinner hangry because we all know what happens when we go into dinner hangry. So that experience of me realizing that I'd lost touch with my hunger, that I needed to work on being more in touch with my hunger was a very powerful thing. And how did I do it? Awareness. I put in the work. There is no secret. There's no switch that I can flick for you guys where I'm all of a sudden you are more in touch with your hunger. But if this is something that you feel you want to work on, then I recommend you start keeping a hunger journal and just taking the time every day to reflect. When was I most hungry? Did I get past hungry into hunger? Were there times where I ate when I wasn't actually hungry? Did I finish my meal? satisfied or did I eat past hunger? Another uh, experience that I had that I wanted to share with you guys. And that also I've shared in the past that really resonated with people. And this was probably, um, my, actually, this is my third hunger realization moment. I've had three. Okay. So the first one was that I was not actually recognizing hunger anymore. I was recognizing not full as hunger. The second one, I'll go back to share. The third one was when we were doing the Tim Hortons thing and my basically we were eating from the Tim Hortons menu. We could eat as much as we wanted to. We made that rule, but I would get food, bring food home, food that I knew should be enough to satisfy me. Then I would want more. But what happened because I didn't have more Tim Hortons in my home, I would have to go get more, which I always allowed myself. But I knew I was more rational at it because I had to take such drastic actions to get more food. I didn't always eat more food. So I'll, I'll tell you what happens. I would eat my, my first meal of the day, which was often a breakfast sandwich and a donut, which was like 700, 800 calories, maybe. That's a significant meal. That's a significant amount of energy that I'm giving my body. So rationally, I knew I really should be satisfied after eating a breakfast sandwich 
which has egg, bacon, lettuce, tomato, uh, mayonnaise, and a donut. I should feel satisfied after that for a few reasons. That's delicious. That's satisfying to me. Um, it has protein, carbs, and fat. And also it's a, it's a significant amount of energy. So what would happen? I would finish that meal and I would think I'm still hungry. I want more food, but I didn't have more food. So then I would tell myself, if you're still hungry in 20 minutes, you'll drive to Tim Hortons, you get something else. Every single time, three hours would pass before I was like, actually I'm hungry. So what was happening was I didn't, I wasn't giving my brain enough time to catch up with my stomach, which is like one of those things that our mothers have told us and probably their mothers told them that you need to wait for it. And you do your body takes time. Your brain takes time to recognize that your stomach is saying, actually, I'm good. I'm full. So this was an amazing experience for me because it made me reflect and create awareness around my behavior when I wasn't only eating Tim Hortons. And I actually almost every single meal still have those same thoughts. I'm still hungry. I want more. But having had that Tim Hortons experience has reminded me, actually, you might not be hungry. Wait, but here's the important piece. If you're going to really truly honor your hunger, and if you're going to really truly be in touch with your hunger and have a good relationship with hunger, if you are genuinely still hungry in 20 minutes, you need to let yourself eat. It's like the abundance mindset when you're working on your relationship with food and you need to tell yourself that you can eat a cookie every single day. You need to actually allow yourself to eat the cookie every day and actually eat the cookie if you want it. So it's you, it's, you can't just tell yourself if you're hungry later, you can eat. You need to actually act on it. If you are still hungry, if you want to work on your hunger. So that was my third lesson. I'm going to go back to my second lesson. And the only reason why I'm going back to it in this order is because that's how it happened chronologically in my journey. So my second lesson happened when I was um, eating at my mother-in-law's often. And because of my awareness around food and knowing how many calories-ish in what I was consuming, I knew I was consuming a significant amount of energy when I would go there for a meal. But I would leave, I would come home and say, I'm still hungry. And I'm not often hungry in the evenings. So I was like, why am I always hungry after eating a meal at my in-laws when I'm not normally hungry? And you know what I realized? I wasn't actually physiologically hungry. It's just that I wasn't as satisfied. What I was eating wasn't always what I wanted to eat. It wasn't like my way. It wasn't flavored my way. It wasn't my type of food. I wasn't spending my energy. I wasn't consuming my energy in a way that felt authentic to me. And so I was feeling like something was missing, but here's the thing. It wasn't more calories that was missing. It was eating in a way that is authentic to me. So that was another lesson that I learned that there's also value in making sure that it's that If you guys are trying to avoid hunger right now, it's not just about what, how much energy you're putting in your body. It's also about making sure you are mentally satisfied. So a few things to wrap up this hunger podcast that I've learned over the years. Number one, I, you might've lost touch of your hunger cues. Number two, being hungry is more than just actual physiological hunger. There can be a satisfaction level there. Number three, you need to eat slowly and mindfully before you decide if you're actually still hungry. But here's what I want to leave you guys with. 
You do not need to feel hungry all the time in order to lose weight. If you want to lose weight without feeling hungry, focus on creating a moderate calorie deficit and not a large calorie deficit. Focus on eating foods that you love. Focus on not having massive surplus moments on the moment in, in on the weekend so that, that to accommodate, to um, balance that out, you need to also create massive deficits during the week. So avoiding that massive surplus, massive deficit moments is going to serve you so well in the future. So there you go. There is my personal experience with hunger and what I've learned over my journey. And it's, I'm, I'm always learning. I'm always evolving. I'm always committed to creating better awareness around myself, my habits, my thoughts, my happiness. Okay, guys, that is me. Uh, ending my podcast, I want to say thank you so much to everyone that listens to these podcasts every single week. It means the world to us. And I hope that you guys have an amazing day. Bye.